0: What do you want the outcome to be? You know, see yourself and feel yourself on the other side of the journey where you're vibrantly healthy again and the tumor load is gone and, you know, your blood labs are normal and your scans are clear and you're celebrating with your family. I mean, that's the picture that you want to envision, not the what ifs and the fear-based pictures that often come up. Welcome to the
1: Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. You are about to hear from Dr. V who has conquered breast cancer twice. Yes, I said twice. Today, she's gonna break down for you her seven essential steps to beating breast cancer and in my opinion, preventing it. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Longevity Blueprint Podcast. Today, I have Dr. Veronique Desonier, which I will be calling Dr. V. She is the founder of Breast Cancer Conqueror, the 7 Essential System, and co-founder of My Breast Friend, which you're going to get to hear about today. Her signature process has empowered thousands of women in over 48 countries around the world. Dr. V has personally conquered breast cancer twice, which gives her an empathetic perspective to understand other women facing a healing journey. Dr. V has been in the wellness industry for over 40 years, beginning with her chiropractic degree in 1979. Dr. V has also pursued extensive studies in various fields of energy medicine. Her specialty is chiropractic, bioenergenics, meridian stress analyses, homeopathy, and digital thermography. This gives Dr. V a unique approach to health and wellness. She is an Amazon number one bestselling author of Heal Breast Cancer Naturally, Seven Essential Steps to Beat Breast Cancer in five countries and in 10 different categories, including oncology nursing, breast cancer, cancer oncology, alternative medicine, chemotherapy, health, fitness, and dieting, women's Health and Reproductive Medicine. So welcome to the show, Dr. V.
0: Thanks for having me, Dr. Stephanie. So proud, so happy to be here.
1: I'm happy that we can post this episode in October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we're going to talk about breast cancer today. So can you tell me your personal journey and why you're so passionate about sharing your message of hope with women around the globe?
0: Yeah, so my, well, I would say my journey started um, back in, you know, 1983, I was in practice for three years, and my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And it was really my first initiation into the cancer world with conventional medicine. And, you know, they gave him no hope, sent him home to die, and he was gone within six weeks. So that really lit a fire in me, because I realized, you know, as I mean, as a chiropractor, as a physician, I knew that the body had an amazing capacity to heal heal Mm -hmm. and so I you know dove into the research and called some cancer clinics which were few and far between back then and realized that there were things that could be done to support somebody who's you know dealing with cancer be it breast cancer or pancreatic cancer so I started applying these principles in my practice and was you know saw some really amazing results with my patients now, fast forward about um, 23 years into my practice, um, I'm in the shower and I'm getting ready to, to go to work and I'm doing a breast exam, and bam, you know, felt that lump that really changed the course of my life professionally and personally forever. So that led me down the journey. You know, what, what was I missing? I mean, here I was, Dr. B, you know, teaching everybody about health and wellness principles. I thought I was doing everything right. I ate organic before organic was in style, I had my children at home, you know, I had home births, breastfed, exercise, chiropractic nutrition, you name it, I was doing it. But obviously, there were some things that I needed to learn and so that started me on, you know, my first healing journey and when I was in the journey, there was a lot of confusion and frustration and overwhelm, just like anybody else, right, anybody who's, who's dealing with that. And I I, am a very organized, systematic person. So I said, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And that's when I had that light bulb moment. I'll create a system so that it's easier. And that's where the 70 Central comes in. Wonderful.
1: Let's let's jump into both of those. So I want to talk about the seven essentials and I want to talk about a game changing training kit that you call your breast friend. Okay. So let's talk about both of those in whatever order you'd like.
0: Okay, let's start off with uh, my breast friend Okay. because I think that's so so key, especially for the month that we're, we're in. So we know there's a big push in the pink month for uh, early breast detection, right? Breast cancer detection. Well, you know, mammography may be one way. However, there's a lot of other things that we can do outside of conventional medicine, you know, thermography. And of course, you know, breast self-exam. And Mm -hmm. women have never been trained. You know, you ask women, do you do a breast exam? And most of them say, no, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm feeling. You know, what if I find something? And so I wanted to kind of bust through that myth. And uh, that's when I was able, I had the opportunity to bring my breast friend to market. So this is a silicone breast model that has been used for over 30 years. Now this has been, um, this was created with the help of the National Cancer Institute, the National Science Foundation and the University of Florida, Gainesville, Florida. And they got together and they said, let's create a a very uh, lifelike breast model that has tumors in it, and these are replicas of of live tumors that were taken out of women's breasts, and let's put them in different positions so doctors and nurses can learn how to do a a proper breast exam. Thousands of doctors have been trained on this. 30 years later, the, the manufacturer and the originator of this asked me to take this to the general market so women can now have access to this training system. And I want to point something out to your your audience. So, and this is really shocking. It was for me. So the average size lump that is found by a woman who's not trained in a breast exam is the size of a ping pong ball. Wow. When you get training, you can get it down to the size of the pea. And if it's less than a centimeter and it hasn't spread, life expectancy over 15 years is 88 percent so your chances of survival are huge and so this training system teaches you where to feel how to feel and what to feel for because until you know what a, a lump feels like, you really don't know what you're looking for because your breasts are very nodular and dense and fibrocystic. And you're just wondering, what is that? What is that? This teaches you that difference. So my breast friend is, is really a game changer. I really, I really feel it's going to save a lot of lives. And you know, we've, we've received emails from women all over the world and one from Australia not too long ago said that she used the system, she found a lump, she went to the doctor, he couldn't find it, wow. she had to show him where it was. So it's, uh, it's pretty exciting to be able to teach women about, you know, being empowered, you know, don't rely on a machine or somebody else's fingers. Because even if you get checked once a year and you do your mammogram once a year, there's still 364 days of the year where your breast tissue can change, right? Mm. So be proactive with it. That's
1: good. So your mission is to inspire women to be proactive and to help make uh, informed decisions. And you have the signature process, which you created, called the Seven Essentials System. So can we go through the system? Um, there are seven different steps. So let's just start with number one, which I believe is let food be your medicine.
0: Yes, yes. And I'm sure your audience is very well aware that food is foundational. Is there a cookie cutter diet that, um, you know, is the diet, anti-cancer diet? I don't believe so. I think you really have to uh, tailor it to your particular needs, physical needs, genetic needs, but overall, you know, 80% raw, Plant-based, lots of, you know, lots of greens, lots of cruciferous, soaked nuts and seeds, uh, you know, that sort of thing, lots of greens, Um, juicing, depending on your blood sugar or blending, you know, and and there's a, a great test called the nutrition genome test which um, looks at your DNA and looks specifically at the weaknesses that you have and how to best support them with food. So if you're you're confused about your food, that's a great simple test to, to take and it'll really help guide you.
1: Wonderful. Yeah, I, I absolutely believe food needs to be our medicine. I, my doctor was on estrogen metabolism, actually. So speaking to the cruciferous vegetables, uh, DIM is a supplement that I recommend to many of my patients. So DIM is an extract of cruciferous vegetables. I, I tell patients it's kind of like eating eight or nine pounds of them a day without the gas. <laughs> but That's DIM right. can <laughs> DIM can positively influence estrogen metabolism for the better. And we may circle back around to estrogen metabolism at the end. So I'll, I'll leave that there, but. Um, I, I usually tell patients, purchase every week some cruciferous vegetable, whether that is broccoli, cauliflower, bok choy, kohlrabi. You know, purchase something and go through that. I mean, Ideally, you'd be eating them every day, but at least every week, purchase some food in that family <laughs> and go yeah. through it for you and your family for the week. Absolutely. So number two, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but number two, I believe, is to reduce your toxin exposure.
0: Yes, yes. So we can't live in a bubble. We know we live in a toxic world, right? Even if we try to eat organic, we're still getting glyphosate spray from the farm next door, unfortunately. So there's lots of categories of toxins. You can look at it from an environmental point of view, and then you look at it from you know, bringing it into your home. And that's really key because there are hundreds of chemicals that can um, you know, stimulate breast cancer if you're not using the right products in your home. So you're cleaning products, um, even like scented candles, you know, things like that, just the, the little things inside your home. Uh, EMFs are a huge, huge problem. Um, we don't feel them, we don't see them, we don't taste them, but they're around us 24 7. And especially with 5G rolling out now, um, EMFs are, are a huge problem. And, and fortunately, there's great technology available now that can help reduce our exposure and, and you know, really protect us from that. And then even if we try to eat clean and be clean, there's still the detoxification process. You know, Mm -hmm. think of it like a a little drip, 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 no matter how clean we try to be, there's still some toxicity we're exposed to. So look at um, learning to detoxify properly with, um, you know, hyperthermia, you know, different kinds of saunas, biomat, sweating, Mm -hmm. lymphatic massage, coffee enemas i'm a firm believer in coffee enemas because that helps stimulate that glutathione production skin brushing you know all those things so important to you know to really detoxify and there's there's so many um, herbs and, and supplements that can help support that detoxification process also
1: absolutely staying on this this topic for a minute uh, I'm hopefully this week getting installed into my home, which I've mentioned on a few of my, my episodes here, this Power Perfect box, which will essentially, at the end of the night, I can just flip a switch and I can then shut off the power to many of the circuits in my home to heavily reduce the EMFs for the home. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to implement that. Um, our perfect box yes yes I have a family member I can send you more information on that yeah, <laughs> have totally it show you like I plan yeah. to do more videos on that once it's installed and be able to share that with my awesome. patient. Um but that I think will will tremendously help reduce the emfs because they are invisible and we don't always see them as being dangerous and we we have this just like how there are layers of toxins on our foods we have layers of em of these invisible EMF toxins right I have a wireless mouse I'm in front of a computer I have an apple watch but it's not on but if it was (laughs) that you know (laughs) that would be i'd be exposed to my cell phone so there we have these layers of toxins that we're not always um, aware of could be causing problems Uh, i I love that you said sweat because sweating is so important and regardless of the toxin sweating can help you eliminate it so whether you are suffering with high levels of glyphosate as you mentioned or mold toxins or uh we can even accumulate herbicides and and pesticides in our body yeah. yeah heavy metals yeah Um, The the chemicals that are found in personal care products, right? Sweating can help us eliminate them. them. We want to remove our exposure, not continue to add to our burden, but sweating can help us absolutely remove them. If we stay on the topic of uh, personal care products, what are some chemicals that are high on your list uh, for avoiding? I'm assuming
0: like fragrances, since you mentioned the scented candles. Um, Oh, Absolutely and anything that contains any type of uh, heavy metal so aluminum uh, you know antiperspirants Mm -hmm. because we know that specific heavy metals are known as metalloestrogens or you know chemical estrogens they'll mimic and stimulate estrogen in the body Um, for breast cancer specifically be very careful with dry cleaning fluids um, plastics herbicides pesticides you know all those things can be are you know what we call xenoestrogens or chemical estrogens. Sure Can I can I ask you a personal
1: question? Of course. With your breast cancer um, that you found, uh, was that in more of the axilla area? Was which area was that found, and was that a more hard to maybe palpate area of the breast, or an easier
0: to find? Yeah, it was actually I always get confused on the the clock, <laughs> but it was out here, upper outer left, which is where the majority of breast cancers happen, right? Um, yep, yep. And um, and I had also via ultrasound, I had four swollen lymph nodes, and sure. of course conventional medicine would say take them out, but you know I just kept going through the process, and now they're all gone except for one. It became calcified, you know, it's gra- it's a granuloma sure. granuloma now. So sure, you know we need our lymph nodes we do we do you may have heard me mention the
1: nutrient dim on several episodes and i want to take a moment to describe exactly what that is when i was in graduate school my doctorate focused on estrogen metabolism now you're probably wondering what that even means and why it matters to your health well research has shown that our risks for fibroids cysts and breast ovarian uterine prostate and colon cancer can all be linked back to estrogen but It's not the levels of estrogens that can increase our risk. Instead, it's the way our bodies handle that estrogen that matters. We can run individual lab tests for this, which I often recommend to my patients. That's called estrogen metabolism testing, which has to be done in the urine. Even without the test, however, it is safe to take a supplement and extract of cruciferous vegetables to improve your estrogen metabolism. That's basically like taking in six pounds of those veggies per day in a capsule form without the gas. That supplement is called DIM, D-I-M. You can also use methylated B vitamins as well as specific targeted antioxidants like resveratrol to help improve your estrogen metabolism and help protect you from that cancer risk. Of course, also make sure you have your practitioner run a comprehensive genetic analysis to see from another perspective if you are at increased risk and help you learn what you can do to lower that. If you're interested in learning more about DIM, read Chapter 6 of my book, Your Longevity Blueprint, and Check out our product info sheet at YourLongevityBlueprint.com forward slash product forward slash DIM. To get 10% off DIM alone or 15% off our estrogen detox bundle with DIM, methylated B vitamins, and antioxidant support. Just use the code estrogen detox when checking out at your Now let's get back to the show. So let's move on to, since we have seven steps to get through here, number three, which is balance your energy. Tell me more about that step.
0: Okay. So we are energetic beings, right? We are one billionth physical matter, according to a Nobel Prize laureate. So what does that mean that means that we have to learn to balance our energy not just our physical body so everything from chiropractic care acupuncture um, exercise sleep sleep is so critical you know if we're not getting a restorative seven to eight hours of sleep you know your body is just not going to heal properly and then key for uh, number three is balancing your hormones Conventional medicine has created so much fear about women and their hormones, right? You have an ERP or positive cancer, so you gotta stop those hormones because that's what's driving the cancer. Well, if our hormones drove cancer, then every 20-year-old on the planet would be would be laden with cancer, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not our hormones; it's our um, first of all, it's our overexposure to all the chemical hormones in the environment, Mm -hmm. and secondly, it's our ability to metabolize or methylate our hormones properly. If we can't break them down, if you have a genetic weakness that prevents you from breaking down that estrogen properly or if your livers too toxic and it's not breaking it down properly or if you're constipated and the uh, hormones are recirculated then yes that can certainly be a causative problem but you know reduce your exposure and learn you know wor- work with somebody who's an expert in balancing your hormones naturally so you don't have to you know worry about this you know all these um, medications that are designed to suppress your hormones You know, we need our hormones for our brain health, our heart health, our bone health. I mean, everything. Shut down the hormones and you feel horrible. Totally, totally agreed. Uh, In Chapter 6 of
1: my book, Your Longevity Blueprint, I I literally say what you just said. If hormones cause cancer, we'd have a bunch of 20-year-olds walking around with cancer. And a bunch bunch of 90-year-olds very cancer-free, right? The women with the low hormone levels. And that's not the case yeah (laughs) Um, Yeah. so the 20 year olds who have higher hormone levels are more protected their immune system is stronger (laughs) so they're less likely to get cancer and to get sick And, and i tell my patients hormones aren't dangerous. It's the means by which our body detoxifies or eliminates, metabolizes those. And that comes down to the liver, to methylation, like you're saying. And there are genetic predispositions. And that's something that functional medicine providers can look into. They can look at your genetics to see if you're predisposed to not clearing them out appropriately. And if you are, we can't change your genetics, but we can change your diet. We can recommend supplements to to more um, assist the body eliminate those and hopefully prevent breast cancer from happening so i am t- totally on board agree with with everything you said there oh uh, what about number four which is healing emotional wounds
0: that's a big one you know if i were to restart the seven essentials i think i would put that as number one you know it's the emotional the psycho neuro immunological aspect of our body's ability to heal and you know it's not tangible like taking supplements or doing enemas you know, when I when I think back about my healing journey, and, and even you know, the, the second round that I went through, you know, I, I come from an alcoholic background, and I was sexually abused from the age of three to five. And you know, I had the repressed memories that, that popped into my head after lots of therapy in my late 40s. So, um, there's there's really such a link there and when you look at it from you know the chinese meridian point of view you know your right breast is the male side left breast is the female side so if you have father or male issues or mother or mothering issues that'll give you an indication um, and it's it's about learning to buy out time for yourself to really take the time to calm your nerve system. Because if you stay in the mode of fight or flight and you have the pedal to the metal, you know, your sympathetic nerve system is, is just constantly, you know, going. And healing cannot occur if you feel like you're being chased by a saber tooth tiger, right? got to bring it down calm it down and you know that takes time and it takes practice to meditate and to you know learn how to do eft tapping or use the heart math app or um you know just buying out time for yourself journaling meditating praying all these things that are so so important in healing process and and i think the big picture over all of that is visualizing your outcome You know, what do you want the outcome to be? You know, see yourself and feel yourself on the other side of the journey where you're vibrantly healthy again and the tumor load is gone and, you know, your blood labs are normal and your scans are clear and you're celebrating with your family. I mean, that's, you know, that's the picture that you want to envision, not the what ifs and, you know, the fear based pictures that often come up.
1: Very interesting, actually, today earlier, I interviewed Dr. Keisha Ewers. I don't know if you know her oh, yeah, I'm good <laughs> so, yeah I, I imagine similar stories actually also you both had history of abuse and breast cancer, and her episode will also be shared in October. but I, I love that you're both bringing to light the importance of looking at past traumas because they do play a role, and we do need to heal those emotional wounds and it's an ongoing journey, but it is something that I think is often neglected. so I love that we're we're shedding light on that today because that is very important and I love that you said to to visualize yourself without the tumor right oh my gosh there's so much power power in that visualize your body whole and and healed I think if we'd be spending we should be spending more time on that but I think we spend so much time (laughs) dealing with the illness and not as much time on on, uh, visualizing our body healed I think there's so much power in that Mm -hmm. I I love number four. So number five is to embrace your biologic dentistry. Is that what that says? Yeah. 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 So tell me more about that. Yeah.
0: So what's in your mouth is going to affect your whole body, right? So if we just start with basic things like amalgams and fillings and crowns, I mean, we know that a filling is 50% mercury and mercury is is labeled and classified as a metalloestrogen. It mimics and stimulates estrogen in the body. So obviously you want to remove those, Um, you want and work with a biological dentist who's certified and he's following the proper procedure because if you don't do it right, you can end up up being very sick very toxic from all the mercury dumping Um, and then we can look at crowns same thing you know they have a metal base that's going to affect uh, you know the tooth Uh, root canals root canals are basically like having a dead organ in your body right no matter how aseptic you try to make it there's always always a pocket of anaerobic bacteria at the root that's going to drip 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 toxins and suppress your immunity so if that's from a chemical point of view, and then of course we have to include the microbiome of your mouth, right? If you have lots of pathogenic bacteria, gingivitis, some disease, that's going to also have some effect. From an energetic point of view, our teeth are connected to all our organs through the acupuncture meridian system. So if we have a root canal or a big filling on a breast meridian, that can certainly affect that energy flow to that organ. So. Um, Lots to to learn there and and biological dentistry is often a big one for people, A, because of the expanse, but B, um, you know, who likes to sit in a dentist chair and, you know, have a lot of work done, but it's so worth it. I mean, I've seen... So many women turn around after they, they agree, okay, I'm gonna dive in and do it all. Because you can't just do you know six out of the seven, you've got to do all the seven. Remove all the metal. Yeah, I see a biologic dentist too, and
1: I had the metal removed from my mouth. I, I think that's so important. I have to ask out of curiosity, because I don't know, so which teeth are in that breast mer- uh, meridian that you mentioned?
0: <laughs> Okay, so if you start from the center uh-huh. on the bottom and you count one, two, three, four, five. Okay. So on the bottom, these two, and then on the top, it's four, five, six, seven. Okay. So you can if you just, you know, look online for dental meridian charts, you'll see there's so many charts out there. Okay. And you can see how they're which organs are connected to which teeth.
1: Thank you. Did you have any that were correlating with your that correlated with your breast cancer? I'm asking another personal question
0: here. Yeah, no, that's fine. Actually, so in the early nineties I had sixteen teeth redone. Obviously, my parents didn't believe in dentists and I had sixteen amalgams in my mouth. Wow. Fortunately, I found a biological dentist who was trained by Dr. Hal Huggins, who was the pioneer who, you know, started all this back in the eighties and um, so i had all that redone but one thing that i did not know about was cavitation. so cavitation right is an infection in a bone after you've had an extraction and i did have a cavitation on my bottom left tooth which was the breast meridian incidentally now second time around i had to dig a little bit deeper and it turns out that I had root resorption. It's an autoimmune disease that affected one of the teeth that sat on the breast meridian. It was it was a dead tooth, but I didn't know it. It was empty and hollow inside. Very rare thing, apparently. But um, So I had to have that tooth pulled and then had a, a beam scan done, 3D beam scan, to see if there were any more cavitations than there were from other extractions. So I had those taken care of. I'm taking notes. Okay.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. All right. Number six is repairing with therapeutic plants. This will be interesting.
0: Yeah. So therapeutic plants and herbs and and vitamins. This is, you know, the number one question that we get. What do I take to boost my immunity and kill this cancer? Right? Yeah. Um, So we could spend a a whole day on it, but just, you know, basic stuff is, you know, making sure that your iodine levels are are proper. Um, Don't just guess and take iodine randomly you want to make sure sure that your iodine levels are are optimal vitamin d so simple so critical if your vitamin d levels are optimal it'll reduce your breast cancer risk by 83 percent just that and it's going to increase your survival rate so from a therapeutic uh, range we want it to be between 80 and 100 and that really gets your you know your macrophages nice and happy so Um, And then we look at, you know, different kinds of supplements. So things like, um, you know, artemisinin or wormwood, berberine, um, basic minerals like zinc and selenium, very, very important, magnesium. Um, Then there's different products, uh, everything from B17, you know, amygdalin, or there's... um, um, poly MVA, there's a yes. spore cell solucinium. So there's a list of various uh, products out there that are specifically designed to um, target cancer cells and boost your immune system. And then you know you can look at the various therapies like high dose vitamin C IVs and. EGCG. So, you know, um, in matcha green tea, for example, there's uh, over 100 times more of the EGCG, which is a cancer-killing nutrient, Mm -hmm. um, than regular green tea. You can get an IV of that. Now, you know, mistletoe is another one. So, there's just a plethora of things out there, and it's, it's, it can be overwhelming. Which, you know, what I do in my book, so heal breast cancer naturally. And so in the book, I basically outline everything uh, alphabetically, but it, it gives you an idea. And, and I really encourage women to, um, you know, work with a coach or work with a functional doctor that can walk you through the process so that you're not just guessing and uh, make sure you get tested, you know, look at your numbers, look, look at how your scans are, are improving, you know, make sure that you, you check all the bases to see that you're moving in the right direction.
1: I totally agree. I've run comprehensive nutritional analyses on my patients. So we can look at not just their vitamin D levels, but their vitamin C. We can look at their glutathione levels. We can look at their oxidative stress in general. <laughs> look at their toxin markers, but really also see if they need B vitamins to help with methylation. So running that really helps us personalize our treatment for patients. And IV vitamin C is something that we offer our patients also, which is wonderful immune support. So we think alike there as well. So number 7 in your s- essential system is to uh, very early detect cancers or abnormal changes with thermography uh, and special blood tests and cutting-edge technology so I'm I'm glad we're talking about this because I get this question a lot mammogram versus thermography so let's dive into
0: your opinion on this okay so first of all we want to make sure as we mentioned keep a pulse on our health and then the best thing that you can do is just you know make sure that you you cover all the bases on specific things so if we talk about mammograms and i'm not telling anyone not to have a mammogram um, but you have to you know look at the data and uh, look at the effects so we know that uh, radiation causes cancer Compression can, you know, can can cause a small tumor to rupture and spread malignant cells. Um, a 25-year Canadian study done on 90,000 women showed that uh, mammograms did not reduce breast cancer mortality rate, not even by 1%. And it was just as effective as, you know, as an exam, finding sure. a lump that way. Um, and we know that it takes six to eight years for a lump to be seen on a mammogram. So what if you had the opportunity to see something when it was only you know, the size of a pinhead or just starting to, to develop? And that's where thermography comes in. Now, thermography like any other test is not 100%, right? Which is why I always encourage our clients don't rely on just one test. If you do a mammogram, get some ultrasound to back it up. Or if you do a mammogram, you don't know, do a thermogram or vice versa, you know, do more than one thing. Mm-hmm. So thermography looks at the infrared heat that's being emitted from the body and where there's inflammation, where there's increased blood flow as if in, there's a tumor developing, not not 100% of the time and about 97% of the time, you'll see that vascularity and that, that heat Um, it's going to show up as red hot you know it just reads the infrared heat coming off your body so if there's inflammation it's going to show up red hot if it's cool and and normal then it's going to be blue green so it's a great great tool to use there's no compression no radiation Um, it's just a a good overall scan not just for the breast tissue but you can look at your carotid arteries your thyroid your sinuses tmj um, gallbladder liver you know varicosities and your legs i mean there's all kinds of things that you can do with thermography. And then um, if we think about uh, what we call liquid biopsies or, you know, blood tests outside of the, you know, conventional medicine. So there's, there's a company called RGCC and I forget what it stands for, but it's also known as the grease test. Mm -hmm. And they, um, you know, they, they collect the blood sample, they filter the blood, they look at circulating tumor cells, breast cancer, stem cells, and then they'll grow those cells in Petri dishes and then test 50 different chemotherapies 50 different natural substances to see which substances um, affect the cancer cells more you know more rapidly so you have an idea of what's more effective so it takes the guesswork out of your protocol um, there's also simple tests that you can do. Look at inflammatory markers like uh, C-reactive protein, LDH, ESR. You know, those are simple tests. But if there's lots of inflammation in the body, then maybe you're still, you know, actively cancering or producing cancer hormones that cancer cells produce. HGH. Or no, what's the pregnancy hormone? HCG. HCG. There you go. I was thinking about HGH or (laughs) the cream. Um, So HCG. So if you're not pregnant, obviously, and you've got high HCG in your urine and your blood, chances are you may be producing some cancer cells. So.
1: Very good recommendations. I advocate for breast thermography, absolutely. And, but I do tell patients that thermography doesn't replace mammography. They're just different ways right, of looking <laughs> for right. lesions. Uh, and I do think ultrasound is wonderful. Um, the new automated whole breast ultrasound is what many of my patients are, are wanting and opting for because the radiation is not there. Um, yet, if we find something abnormal on thermography scan, then they can follow up with that uh, by getting an ultrasound. Yeah, we already talked a little bit about uh, if hormones cause cancer, and I think we both are in agreement that, that hormones are not the, the variable. Hormones don't cause cancer. I will say that hormones could feed an existing cancer, right? Yes. So if I had a patient who had an estrogen receptor positive breast cancer, I'm not going to be, you know, giving her high doses of estrogen. That's not a not a good idea, logically, right? But I think we're both in agreement uh, uh, on that. I do want to talk about some myths. So we've gone through your seven the essential points of your system which I I think are wonderful but I also want to get into a few myths also. So myth number one I'll ask your opinion on (laughs) is that plant estrogens are dangerous and should be avoided. What's your take on that?
0: Well we'll hear that from uh, traditional doctors right if you're if you're a cancer patient you know don't don't um, do um, plant estrogens. So, you know, flax or soy or, you know, foods like that because they're dangerous and they're going to fuel the cancer. Well, plant estrogens actually have a protective effect. Uh, they protect the uh, receptor sites. They help to, especially flax, you know, helps to metabolize and break down the aggressive estrogens and move them out of the body. Yeah. Um, there was an interesting study um, done at the University of Toronto years ago where they fed women a muffin which it probably was made with white flour and sugar but nonetheless it had five teaspoons of ground flaxseed in it they measured their markers before and after they were getting ready for surgery and they found that one muffin per day for 30 days decreased their breast cancer markers anywhere from 35% to 73% just in a month of flaxseed without any other changes in their wow. lifestyle so you know flax can be very very powerful you can sprinkle it on your salads put it in your smoothies make sure you you grind it yourself at home don't buy the pre ground stuff it's going to be oxidized and um, you know just make it an, uh, a great part of your your diet that's
1: a really good point so uh, everyone who's listening you have to grind it yourself so just FYI, that's a really good point that not many people do mention. So <laughs> thank you for, for pointing that out. Thank I'm wondering- In the fridge. yeah. <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Here's another myth. I think it's a myth now. That <laughs> uh, the BRCA gene is a breast cancer death sentence. So many women find out they have the gene and they get depressed and scared and, and anxious. What is your take on having the gene? And do you have the gene?
0: I don't have the gene. Uh, But I've worked with several women who have the gene and have done very well in in healing cancer, breast cancer. So first of all, we now know, I mean, it's common knowledge with epigenetics, nutrigenomics, that our genes and our DNA are not our destiny, right? We have a huge... Uh, impact on how those genes are expressed so you may have a bracket gene mutation but is it you know what are you going to do to express that gene so if you watch your lifestyle and you stay away from sugar and manage your stress and you know follow the basics of seven essentials Chances are that that gene will never be expressed. It's not a death sentence. And and what you know, a lot of women don't realize is the bracket gene is a tumor suppressor gene. Right? It's a good gene, and. You know, even you know, less, like less than 5% of breast cancers are familial and genetic. So, right. you know, what's the other 95% that is, that is driving all these breast cancers? Lifestyle
1: and environment, lifestyle and environment, right? We can't change our genetics. Yes, we can change the expression. <laughs> uh, but if 80 to 90% of these cancers are due to the choices we're making, guess what? That puts the power back in our boat. And I'd say if someone does have a breast cancer gene, that just makes your number, you know, your seven essential system that much more important. Yeah.
0: right absolutely yeah cutting off your breast and getting a hysterectomy is not going to change your genetic code mm-hmm. you can still develop cancer as a result
1: yep yep agreed here's another myth that we have covered a little bit already but your your diet does not increase your breast cancer risk
0: So when you ask that question, the first thing that came to mind was sugar. (laughs) When we think of uh, a typical chemotherapy suite, what do we see there, right? We see Cokes and donuts and candies and eat whatever you want. Have ice cream. You need to put on weight. And we know that sugar feeds cancer, right? Cancer cells have, you know, double the insulin receptor sites than healthy cells. So when it comes to cancer, when it comes to sugar, cancer cells get fed first. We know that because of a PET scan, right? eat the sugar or you get the IV sugar uh, with the radiation I forget what Drug they use, but um, see what know, lights up. Do yeah, yeah. <laughs> do to light up, but what lights up first are the cancer cells, and so it just you know shows you how important it is to avoid the sugar. So yes, what you eat matters. Make sure that you you know work with a doctor who's going to be able to monitor your blood sugar. You want to keep your blood sugar and your insulin um, as low as possible because if you keep it high and you're on a high carbohydrate diet, that's going to turn on you know pathways like mTOR pathways ways that are going to stimulate cancer growth so diet is so key agreed I want to circle back around to estrogen metabolism
1: a bit here before we conclude. So you had alluded to various tests that are available. And I'd say one, one additional test that is available is a urine hormone test where one can look not only at their hormone levels, but then look at things like a ratio called the two to 16 ratio, or look at their methylation status that you referenced. So we can see a two to 16 ratio, we can see methylation status and we can look at a marker called 4 hydroxyestrone And those are all predictive of poor estrogen metabolism, which can lead to things not just like breast cancer, but endometriosis or cysts and fibroids, whatnot. So that test is wonderful. I wish every woman would have that test done because if we could start to see changes on that test, if we could see that the estrogen metabolism was unfavorable and that we could actually intervene with diet and nutrition uh, supplements for the better, then I it's my strong belief that we could be preventing a lot of these breast cancers. So I, I love that test and it's a test that I run on patients with breast cancer as well. It's not just for prevention, it's for from a treatment standpoint. We want to optimize all of those those markers. Some you want low, some you want higher. So what test do
0: you use just out of curiosity
1: so i I try to use what's most affordable for the patient so i do use a lot of the dutch tests though with precision analytical but then i also use genova diagnostics as well sometimes that's cheaper for the patient i just go with (laughs) depending on their insurance that's who i decide both tests are are great and and, and dim that nutrient that we kind of opened our discussion with uh, speaking to number one in your system um, helps influence the two to 16 ratio b vitamins more help with methylation antioxidants like glutathione that you mentioned um, and resveratrol and acetylcysteine those more help lower a marker called 4-hydroxyestrone and listening you don't have to memorize that you just need to find a functional medicine practitioner who can who can assess your labs order them properly interpret them and then give you good advice on intervening nutritionally again to make those levels more favorable so I want to kind of conclude with that test but I have to ask you you're you look vibrant you look beautiful you're it looks like you're thriving in life (laughs) so give us your top longevity tip
0: for me I would have to say being outdoors in the sunshine and moving your body I think that is, you know, so important. I mean, that's why I live in Florida. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Grew up in Canada. I kept making my way down south. Uh, More vitamin D down there. Yeah, That's (laughs) right. Sunshine, fresh air, moving your body. I think that is so important in in keeping your body thriving and, and alive. Agreed. So tell us where listeners can find you. Our website is breast Cancer conqueror, C-O-N-Q-U-E-R-O-R, Conqueror.com, and we're all over social media, and of course we have a podcast as well, which we need to get you on our podcast, <laughs> and MyBreastFriend.com for very early breast cancer detection.
1: Wonderful. I will post a link to your website and then the, the breast friend kit and your book as well, because I think that's this would be a, a great holiday gift for a loved one. <laughs> there you go. Investing in, in these things. Our, our greatest gift i think our greatest health is wealth right i feel like for the holidays so many individuals are purchasing just junk for their family we could be investing in these sort of tools and kits that that actually would pay off long term (laughs) with coming back to longevity so i love what you have to offer so uh you also have a free gift for listeners you want to share that lastly
0: Yes, it's a chapter um, out of my second edition of my book, Heal Breast Cancer Naturally, so. Thank you so much.
1: We will get that posted as well. Well, thank you for sharing your story and how you've conquered breast cancer. I, I love speaking to individuals who have, have quite the story. Rarely do we find a practitioner or a functional medicine provider who hasn't, right? That just fuels you to share your message with the world. So thank you for what you've done. And it was an honor to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. It's been great, you're a wonderful, hostess that concludes another wonderful interview i always start my holiday shopping around this time and i hope you'll take my advice and seriously consider gifting a loved one something that will truly help build their health this holiday season consider purchasing a my breast friend kit a thermography scan or even nutrients to help reduce breast cancer risk use code breast health for 15 percent off dim and iodine mentioned in this episode this month at your be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online, where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, not only is the course 50% off, but you also get your first consult with me for free. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I read all of the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, or how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. The podcast is produced by the team at Counterweight Creative. As always, thanks so much for listening. And remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.